Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Your Intention Matters, the podcast. Of course, my name is still Paul Madot. Thank you very much for joining me on this episode. Today, I have Nicole Rollins. She is director of sales of a company called Fast Democracy coming to us from Northern California. Nicole, how are things? Things are great out here. How about you? Uh, very well, thank you. Now, you're in Sacramento, are you? Yes. Okay, yes. state capital, correct? Oh, yeah. Super right. exciting. <laughs> Lots of governments. Interesting time to be doing this podcast then. So I'm looking forward to yeah. it. Okay, wonderful. Well, thanks for freeing up the time here. Uh, do me a favor. Say hi to everybody and provide a quick intro. Sure. Uh, thank you so much for having me on today, Paul. My name is Nicole Rollins. And as you said, I am Director of Sales over at Fast Democracy. Okay, wonderful. I'm looking forward to this conversation. So as you know, the, the title of the podcast is called Your Intention Matters. And as we've been discussing, that's really built on my foundation that nothing is really given to any of us. And we all have different paths. And most of us in the world of sales and sales leadership didn't even think we'd do it, let alone sustain a career in it and some forks on the road. And so with that said, I'm looking forward to you sharing your story. You ready to get going here? Yes, let's do it. All right. Let's go back in time, Nicole. That's what we do with this podcast. We're going back just a couple of years here. <laughs> 1996. You, you are at oh State. Yes. You, yes. You, you're taking business administration and uh, management general, you know, business admin. Okay. Right. So right. as you're finishing your education, do you recall, did you have any vision at the time? Were, were you lost? Were you clear on what you were going to do? And so what, what was that like as you were getting ready to, you know, kind of plant your flag in the world? Yeah, that's a great question. So I, in high school, I had a, um, I just had this passion to go into being a broker. So I wanted to go into finance and oh. I'm sure you can remember this, Paul, but those were the days where Wall Street was huge. Remember the movie? And so it's like in really? high school, it made a huge impact on me, right? So I'm like, okay, I want to be a broker. So, and I was always one of those people that if I wanted to do something, I was going to go after it. So I started calling brokerage firms in high school and I got an internship in high school with a brokerage firm back in the day. And it was Dean Witter. So I'm going way back because that's, uh, you know, everything's changed. But uh, <laughs> so that kind of helped me kind of guide me as to where I wanted to go. I also, which is very interesting, was into fitness. So I was, I got involved in fitness really early on and started teaching classes at a local gym. And so I was a trainer and, and I did that through college. So college, I went, I moved from the San Francisco Bay Area, went to Sacramento State and during college, I continued, I called as soon as I moved out here, I started calling brokerage firms. Hey, I want to come work for you, you know? And so, and what did I do for them? I was doing cold calling. So okay. early, <laughs> I got a fast introduction to the world of no <laughs> and rejection, right? So I just remember sitting in a room at the time I was with them, a big brokerage firm called Payne Weber, which was really big back in the day. So um, and I would just sit in an office and make cold calls for the brokers all day, you know, after I'd get out of college and then I would teach classes. So I teach classes in the evening. So I was super busy and I just, I loved the environment, 
but something changed and this this is perfect right your intention during those days i i don't know what happened but i got the baby bug early <laughs> i got married right out of college mm. um and so I have a backwards career, whereas I started a family right outside. So all of that got diverted. And what I realized is I was, I was thinking about this lifestyle of brokers and it was crazy. I mean, everything was East coast space. So they had to be in office all the time. There was no flexibility. And I just really wanted to start a family. And so my career is completely opposite. Whereas nowadays everybody, you know, does their career and then has a family. I did the opposite. So I have my family. I have three beautiful boys that are now older. (laughs) Uh, And so I started young, had my family. And then I was so into motherhood and having my family and and being involved with my kids. Um, And I used the skills that I learned at an early age to get really involved. So I was the room mom, the team mom. I mean, I was involved in everything with the kids. And then I was like, you know what? My kids are getting a little older here. I'm ready to jump back into the world of uh, business because I'd always loved that since I was, since I was a kid. Well, I want to chat with you about that. You know, your decision to be a stay at home mom, you know, I've learned being a dad now, my kids are six and four. So we were, my wife and I were a little bit opposite of you. We had our our kids late thirties. And so, right. my, so my wife is a nurse. She has her master's of nursing. She was a, a professional for the longest time. And then we found each other. She yeah. became pregnant. And then after our second, we, we had a conversation and she says, you know, I'm thinking about maybe not going back to work. Maybe I'll just stay home with the kids for a little bit because they're so young. Right. It's such a yeah. small period of time. What do you think? And I fully supported it. And, yeah. and, and she's now back to work um, full time. But that time, what I realized is that that's a full-time job. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, let me tell you, I mean, I mean, that's a full-time job. I mean, there were yeah. times where, you know, I, I think I worked pretty hard, but there were times when she used to go maybe do a yoga class on a Saturday morning and yeah. she'd be with the two kids. She'd go to her class, maybe do some <laughs> shopping and I'd be alone with them for like three hours. And it's like, oh my God, it's a full-time job, right? Yeah, so, yeah, definitely. So that was a conscious choice on your part to be, to, oh, yeah. to be a stay-at-home mom. You raised right. three boys. And mm-hmm. so how long were you a stay-at-home mom before you decided to go back to work? How many years? Okay, so so the youngest, because I had three boys, the youngest um, had just started first grade. So I really waited until, and uh, the boys, there's seven years between the first and the last, last so th- child. So, 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 th- so, so yeah, years? so my oldest was about 14 when I went back. Okay. And I started dabbling. What I did was I started someone offered me because I, I was really good at fundraising. And so like, wow, you're naturally great at sales and, and sales is in my family. My dad, my brother were all in sales. Um, and so I got offered to um, come on board to um, with a parenting magazine. And I thought, how perfect is this? Right? right. Like, I mean, I'd be going after, you know, it's, it's what I do. It's what I know. And there were a ton of fun perks. Like we were I was getting all free tickets to Disney lives, Disney on ice and all these fun things for the family. So it was really fun. And so I was doing it um, as kind of a part-time thing and having a lot of fun with it and making headway. And that's when I got my, um, my taste of advertising, right? Cause I was selling advertising to a parenting magazine. Yeah. And, and then my, my baby, my little baby went into first grade. So I thought, well, I think it's time I'm, I'm ready to take on a full time. And that's when I got introduced to Welcome Wagon and I interviewed with them and 
I was looking at different advertising companies at the time and uh, they're just what their company represented just really struck a chord with me. And again, it was back to that family, like what's important and, um, and it's a 93 year old company. So there was a nostalgia with the brand that, that was really hit my heart. So I, that was my choice. Nicole, the, the, the decision to, to go back into a, a, a profession because you were working the whole time, but to, yeah. to go back to, you know, a job, so to speak. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do you recall how long was it when you first started to think about it to when it actually happened? Oh, gosh. Um, I'd say a year. It was around my when my youngest was kindergarten. I was like, okay, I've got to I really have to focus here. It's like, what do I want to do? And am I ready to leave the babies? And, you know, it's like, but you know, what happened was I found that perfect marriage of um, flexibility with being able to still be a mom and be involved because I never wanted to put that stuff aside. And it was always the most important part to me. So being able to, you know, pick up my kids from school or go on a field trip and not have to ask permission. So that's why I got into sales, because as you know, sales is extremely flexible. And I've always, since that day, always worked from home. So even being a VP of sales, which is the position I I just left and moved into director of sales, I had never sacrificed that. So I've always had the flexibility and, and never given that up. Any moments of regret when you started to go back to work at Parents Monthly? Any regrets of, oh, I mean, wrong choice or that was just, no, you were content no. with your choice? Yeah, I, I was loving it. It was a great balance. Yeah. Your family adjusted and yeah. it, it is what it is. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So how long were you at Parents Monthly? About two years. Two years. Okay. Yeah. And so what was behind the decision to to move on? Because that was a an interesting yeah. time. 2010, I yeah. mean, we have choppy waters right now, but 2010 yeah. was no panic either. You know, right, we were, we were right. coming out of the financial crisis and people were yeah. still trying to recover from that. And so mm-hmm. what was behind your decision to, uh, to move on? Well, I wanted something more full-time. I wanted to be a full-time employee and not just, um, you know, like a part-time gig. I wanted to put, I am very driven and competitive and I wanted to find something, a career path where I could move up in the company. I could, you know, and, and do something. I've always mm-hmm. had a leadership I've always wanted to be in leadership roles and done that. Even when I was in the fitness industry, I had, you know, come up with a school to train instructors. I was always had that mindset and I was running the programs that, you know, fitness clubs and, and, you know, training instructors. And, and so that's always been in my blood. So that was what I wanted to do is something where I could put a hundred percent in and grow with the company. Were you out of work in transition or was it a, did no. you quit and then you, you, you had already interviewed and welcome wagon was good. Yeah. Welcome. I was ready to go. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And you were there for how many years? 10 years. That's a long stretch. <laughs> it is. Yeah. I'm extremely loyal. When I find something I like, I, you know, I stay with it. So 10 years with the organization, uh, you know, appreciating that you had a couple of years under your belt, you know, yep. deciding to go back to work, but welcome wagon also gave you a shot because sometimes yeah. they see on a resume, a 14 year gap can feel like, you know, 1400 yeah. years, right. Between a lot, yeah, lot yeah, changed yeah. from when you yeah. first worked to when you came back into the working field. And so after 10 years, uh, hard decision to move on. Was it theirs? Was it yours? Oh, you mean from the, my newest transition? Yeah. Yes. Oh, so that was all COVID related. So I've got, I've got a story there. So <laughs> we, um, so I had grown with the company. I started at Welcome Wagon as a sales rep and, um, you know, 
I, my first year I was rookie of the year for the company and I was a national company based out of Florida. And like I said, I worked remotely out of California and then I became a, um, a trainer, sales trainer for the company and then an area manager. So I took over the Southern California market and was traveling a ton, but it was still on my time. So I still had that freedom. No one was telling me you need to be here. You need to be there. Right. I could kind of do my own schedule. And then I became a regional director and then a VP in 2017. So here comes 2020. Every year we, we have a president's club and I, I've never missed it. I've been at that president's club trip every year and uh, competitive nature. Right. And so we're, we're on this trip. We're on a cruise in March of 2020. Get that cruise. Yeah. <laughs> and we get back from the cruise, have no clue kind of really what's going on. And two weeks later, the entire company was shut down due to furlough. I mean, I mean, due to COVID and everyone was furloughed in the company, every single, every single employee. Wow. And yeah, so it was huge. I mean, I remember getting an email saying um, we're having a, an emergency meeting and I'm like, well, I just thought it was, you know, maybe a sales meeting or something. And I said, oh, I have something going on. They go, you need to be on this meeting. I go, okay, got it. And I remember when they dropped the bomb and I just, it was this feeling of loss and devastation and 10 years I'd put into this company. And, and at the time I didn't put it into context as far as this was happening to everyone. Right. But it, at the time it felt like it's just me and what's going on. And I mean, I was seriously crushed. And then with about within a week, I started realizing, Oh my gosh, everybody's shutting down the whole country shutting down. And then I started putting it into perspective, you know, as to what was going on. And so you joined Fast Democracy just this month, correct? Yes. So, yes, yeah. so, so were you out of work really from March until just recently? Right. And I had, because I was furloughed, I had every intention of going back because we were being told constantly, we are coming back. You're coming back. You're, you know, I was, you know, they're one of the highest positions in the company. There was only yeah. three VPs in the company. So around summertime, I had planned on being back by July at the very latest. So July comes. And so I wasn't looking for work. I was just kind of enjoying my time with the family and relaxing and, you know, taking some time. And then July comes, still hadn't been asked back. They started bringing sales back, but no management or executives, right? So then I started going, wait a minute, I need, I need to think a little bit deeply here. So I started really doing some soul searching. I started thinking, okay, what, what do I need to be doing here? Because this is not, I can't, I can't wait forever. I mean, financially, of course, but also... I want to be busy and I want to, yeah. you know, be a part of something. I I'm, I'm done, I'm done with the playtime. Right. So, <laughs> so um, at that point, August one is when I had decided, I remember exactly that I was going to start opening myself up to other opportunities. And I started dabbling a little bit and, it, but I, I had no intention. <laughs> I, I didn't have a true goal and I didn't really know what I wanted. So during the month of August, I started thinking and I, I thought, you know, I come from Silicon Valley. I'm from Northern California, right? Mm -hmm. So why don't I get involved in SaaS, computer technology? That's, you know, yes, I have zero experience in that, but I'm in sales and sales to me is a transferable skill. If you're good in yeah. sales, you can sell anything. So that was my mindset. But unfortunately, <laughs> as I came to find out um, in that world, there is a different language. There's a different way of talking and, and, and I didn't know it. And so it wasn't as easy to get into that community as I, as I originally thought. So 
September rolls around and I'm thinking, okay, I need to do something different. So I started getting involved in LinkedIn and that was a game changer, Hmm. big time game changer. Okay. So I'm curious about the interaction with Welcome Wagon. Um, Had they been, had they been in touch with you post July or or they were? Okay. So, so you you were just kind of, okay, I'm looking, but you you still were thinking I'm coming back here. No, August one. That's when I made the decision. I'm not going to go back regardless. But what about conversations with them post August one? Were they still having conversations with you about coming Um, back? Well, there was some changes internally. So I, I have a very great relationship with the, um, the prior CEO to the company and they made some changes in September, um, where C- CEO was switched and I'm, yeah. So at that point I was like, okay, yeah. I mean, I, I knew they, the new CEO had, had made me an offer, um, to come back and do something different. And I had, at that point I had already made my mind up that I wasn't going to come back. And so, you know, it was a mute point at that point, but so I, I just knew that I was ready for something different, a new challenge, and I wasn't going back. Well, good on you for having the, the right mindset because it was kind of forced on you. This wasn't what you had yeah. planned. You come back from a, a, a well-deserved trip, a vacation, yes. you know, <laughs> and, then, and then the whole world shuts down and we're all trying to figure this out together. We're all taking on water and having to adjust. My yeah. business was no different and virtual yeah. in person and. Yeah. I have a wife who's a nurse and we're, I'm like, what, what is social distancing? What does that even mean? And, you know, I didn't yes. even know what that was back in March. And, and then you'd make the decision to move on after 10 years. And, yeah. you know, but, and in a time where it's not exactly a time where there's an abundance of job openings, it's not right. like, it's not like there's a hiring, yeah. like mass going on yes. right now. Companies are not really just, Hey, look at us, come over here. We're hiring everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little bit leaner. Yeah. And so good for you for having the, the courage to go, okay, I have to do this now and, and trying mm-hmm. to figure it out. And, yeah. and uh, you know, what's next is probably going to be just killer as well. It's going to be right. great. Right. Yeah. 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 Uh, Nicole, yeah. what, what, what are the amazing rides you've had? I mean, so you, you go I to know. school, you, you have a path to become a, a, a broker and then you decide, <laughs> no, no, I, I, I want to raise a family. So you, yes. you take on what I think is the hardest job in the world. That's being a mom. Yep. So you do that for an extended period of time, over a decade, decade and yeah. a half almost. And yeah. then you decide, okay, I'm going to go back to work here. And uh, you know, someone <laughs> gave you a shot. Okay, great. So you're in parenting monthly. That's perfect. You realize right? you want something bigger. You find Welcome Wagon. That turns into multiple roles over a decade. And then yep. COVID hits. And now you have to adjust again and yes. try to figure it out. So it's, it's quite the ride here. So yeah. I'm glad to hear that, uh, that you, you've landed on your feet. I'm glad to hear that you're healthy. Sounds like your family is doing okay as well, all things yep. considered. And yep. so I appreciate you, appreciate you taking the time to share your story here. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah, thank you so yeah. much. I appreciate you're, it. Yeah, you're welcome. But that's the last question I have for you here. Uh, yep. Anybody that's a guest on the podcast, I always like to ask if there was any feedback, advice, foundation, something that has maybe worked for you uh, anything you'd want to share with anybody listening right now? Sure, sure. I um, I have an obsession with the show Mad Men. Uh, if, if you're in sales, you can appreciate that. But the Don Draper character was just, it was so fun just watching his scenes and it was mesmerizing. So I had done a post on LinkedIn about this and I, I came up with Don Draper's best practices, right? So I'm just going to throw them out there because I think 
these are the things that I got from the show, but they're so, they're so relatable to our world in sales. So number one, emotion sells, right? Number two, you're good, get better. <laughs> number three, think outside the box. Number four, dress for success. Number five, loyal clients, not necessarily big brands, are the bread and butter of your business. Number six, always have a plan B. Number seven, diversify your clients. Basically, don't put all your eggs in one basket. Yep. Number eight, success comes from standing out, not fitting in. Number nine, never be needy. And the most important, number 10, exude confidence. So that's my take on Don Draper. <laughs> how can you argue? How can you argue with Don, right? <laughs> exactly. Well, Nicole, I've had a lot of fun speaking with you. Thanks so much for freeing up the time. I appreciate it. Thank you, Paul. Thanks for having me on. Have a you great bet. day. You Bye -bye. bet. All right, everybody. Let's wrap this one up right now. Remember, your intention matters. Why? Because that's the result you'll tend to get. We're out of here. We'll catch you again next week. And of course, be safe, everybody. Thank you.